What's up? What's up? This is Adri and Alyssa, and you're listening to Chat in the Hat. So we're in a hurry because we're losing Alyssa's losing sunlight. Over I'm there. losing light. <laughs> She's walking. Uh, I did just look at wolf at dark. Um. So, so I have a slight follow up. Oh yeah, let's hear it. Because. I still think Stanley Cups are overrated, okay? However, Matt bought me this cup for Christmas, and when I opened it on Christmas, I was like, I'm really sorry, but I have to return that. (laughs) I'm like, I cannot walk around the world with this cup. It's not a Stanley Cup, okay? It's called, but it looks like one. It's slimmer. It's slimmer. And it's called something, I don't know, the symbol says SM. But, okay, do you see how this is a screw top? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, right now, it's screwed on. The straw is closest to me, and it's in my left hand. And he's like, so when I was like, wow, surprisingly, I'm kind of liking this cup because it fits in my cup holder, and my hydro glass never did. And he's like, yeah, and see, I bought you a left-handed cup. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, yeah, you did. And I'm like, oh, wow. And like, both of us are like fully engaged in the fact that this is a left-handed cup. (laughs) And then one day at work, I refill this thing probably like six times a day. So I screw it on. And then just depending on where the screwing ends, now it's all the way over here. (laughs) I'm like, it's not a left-handed cup, Matt. He's like, what do you mean? And so we had this whole thing where we were fully convinced this was a left-handed cup, but it's really just a matter of where the lid finishes screwing on. Yeah. And anyways, I thought that was funny. I know, but he had, like, it just didn't even dawn on me. I was just like, yeah, absolutely. This is a left-handed cup. Oh, my God. But um, even though I still think Stanley Cups are overrated, I will say this is 40 ounces. So I fill this up a lot. I'm a little worried I might drown myself. Can you drink too much water? You can if you drink it really fast and you drink it Mm. a lot really fast. But there's a catch to that. And actually, this is interesting that you mentioned it because there was a lady recently that died from drinking water. Well, that's what the headline said anyways. But the reality was she chugged like a half a gallon of water or something really fast. And she didn't have enough like of an electrolyte balance in her system. So she did actually like not drown herself, but she had too much water and not enough electrolytes to balance it because like sodium and all of those things play a role in how your body processes fluids and water Mm. and so she did actually die yeah but that's (gasps) not that's horrible i mean how do you not have i don't know it's so rare like i don't understand how you would not have enough electrolytes unless you just like never Maybe she doesn't eat. I don't know. Was I she t- a, maybe have an eating disorder? I take electrolytes every morning. That's the first thing I put in my water when I wake up is my electrolyte powder and some chlorophyll. <laughs> so, 
So that is that's the vampire juice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, uh, let's see. Today's Wednesday, which is not normal. Um, how's your week going? Uh, it's good. No complaints. Yep. <laughs> Almost done with improv. Um, this series, I mean, and already, I feel like it just started. How many weeks is it last? It's like six or seven. Six. Oh. Well, I guess yeah, it makes it sense. Start, it started at the beginning. It started of the year. right after the new year. Um, yeah. and then we have our performance in March, but it is getting harder, I think, because now that we're applying like these different rules, to the so the game of the scene is what what the course I'm taking or whatever the the series and now that we're applying these new rules like it's even harder it makes you have to think really on your feet you know and like Mm -hmm. also be funny but not like you have to be careful about the things you say you know like you don't want to involve alcohol or drugs or be intoxicated because then you have to maintain that character you know the whole thing so there's just all these little rules and whatnots and so I'm really finding it a challenge like it's fun and I love it but it really does push you out of your comfort zone I guess that's the point so yeah Uh, very good well um oh I did want to add here before we jump into our episode just to remind people that we would appreciate likes comments shares saves. yeah engagement we are on tiktok now adri is the tiktok social media content manager so go give her some say, love i was, um, I was anti-tiktok <laughs> Until we started this podcast, because I knew it was like the necessary evil, but now I may be. Now she immediately has personal videos of her sliding down slides. So (laughs) I'm sure it'll get real weird over there. So please join her on TikTok. (laughs) And that's Chat in the Hat Pod, I think, also, right? Yeah. Chat in the Hat P, I think, is what it actually gave us, but. Yeah. Oh, chat in the hat P. Okay. Yeah, and Insta is chat in the hat pod. Um, so yeah, we're on YouTube, you know that. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Anyways, we just um give us some love, please, because we'd love yeah. to hit like a hundred followers. We're at 80. <laughs> Let's hope we can look back at this one day and be like, now we have a hundred and fifty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at that progress in the past year and a half. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That um, is gross, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Okay. So um, let me check my little listy list. Call on it that, looks on the like um, you're pulling first. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, this one feels newer. Ooh, I literally just put this in like yesterday. Ooh, what were you thinking about? Let me process. Um, The topic is, is love unconditional? And uh, 
I guess what I'd say first is what prompted me to put it in was my general obsession with the Real Housewives series. (laughs) I was watching one of them. And this woman married, her husband was like older than her, like significantly older than her. I think probably more than a decade for sure, more than a decade, maybe two or three. Anyways, at the time he was very wealthy and like now he literally has no money. And so um, it's interesting that in this new season where suddenly he has no money and there's all this drama, she's like, not happy anymore doesn't want to you know like she's trying to stick it out but has hinted towards like you know that yeah and so it made me like a her problem (laughs) yeah right but it did make me think like is love unconditional um and so of course my rabbit hole brain was like thinking about that and I started thinking like legitimately i don't know if it is unconditional because there are conditions with like anybody that you date and if they don't meet certain conditions whether that aligns to your values or like whatever then you wouldn't stick with that person right so everybody has conditions yeah i think the difference is if you meet somebody and you fall in love and you make a commitment and those conditions change depending on what they are there's probably some area where maybe you need to work through that rather than just give up but at the end of the day i i mean i do believe if you get married i truly believe you should try to work through anything like to me does divorce isn't really something i would ever want to go through I feel like it's not really an option in most circumstances. So, but conditions, I know people change. So it kind of got me wondering, like, is love conditional or unconditional? And yeah. uh, I, I, I kind of think it is conditional. understand. I get what you're saying about, like, there are conditions. I think those are what we would more... Uh, better well known as like your standards like there's certain things that are important to you like these are must-haves in a relationship or in a partner or whatever um I think that this like there are standards that you are expecting to have in a partner and you've selected them and so those are the conditions right is that yeah I don't want to invest my time or energy in this person if they don't you know have the same religious views as me or you know it's important to me that they treat people with love and respect or oh I don't like the way they deal with late waiters that's a deal breaker you know those kind of things those are all just like the standards but I think once you're like invested in the relationship um I guess those still have to apply so if someone did dramatically change or sway from what you're like whoa this is weird like we've been together four years and you're just now like telling me this like that you might have the in that sense you the love is not unconditional because you're like well no I thought we were in agreement that like marriage was important and now you're telling me that you don't care about marriage but we've already put 10 years into this so (laughs) you know that could be something like that it could be a deal breaker for the person so in that sense I would say yes love is not unconditional because you've just switched the game plan on me and that doesn't work for me. 
Now, just the day-to-day stuff, like if somebody, there's just something someone does that's annoying, like, um, you know, you're like, well, I love them nonetheless. Like, it, yes, does it drive me insane that they leave a butter knife on the edge of the sink as if it's going to be used again and it never does get used again? (laughs) Very basic example. Um, But but it's like... very out of the blue. Very spontaneous and random. Never experienced that a day in my life. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, but it's like, those are the things that it's like, you, you do, you love someone. Like, I love you despite the fact that you do these things or whatever. Right. But yeah, I would say like some of the bigger ticket items, if someone just like, imagine, sorry, I'll let you come, but just imagine like you're in alignment with someone. And then all of a sudden the person that you're with, like, decide like decides that they want to become super religious but that is not what you believe and like it's someone else's newfound thing like would you be willing to like is your love unconditional like that's a pretty big life adjustment right like if you're both atheists one day and then the next day the other person is like found jesus and is a christian like that could be pretty hard and like should they the love be unconditional like they just have to like stick with that person uh well it's interesting that you use that example example because kat von d mm-hmm. i don't know if i can say her name like that <laughs> but um she's, she's literally in that same scenario so i don't know if you know anything about her but she has i just know she birth. recently became a christian i saw her get yeah, baptized on the her husband is not and he i mean very much used to be very like her didn't have mm-hmm. those beliefs but they make it work so i think to your point yeah it's different every person's different that feels like something to me that you could work through or at least as long as that person is respecting the boundaries of like this is mine as far as beliefs go and that's yours and i respect that and let's try not to you know have yeah. those types of discussions but everybody has like different things they need from a partner yeah so then but the thing so then that just goes back to the point of like is it unconditional i guess it can vary for some people that might be a condition (laughs) and now the love is no longer unconditional you know what i mean so and some people are like no so so i guess to answer your question is for some people (laughs) love is unconditional and for some it's not that begs the question if People change, and based on the way that they change, that may or may not align to prior conditions that, you know, that you guys agree you have these values or whatever, and then somewhere along the way those change for one person or both but different things, then is it safe to say that no relationship's really going to last or is unlikely to last or you shouldn't stick through it? No, I think, you know, I think that's one of, like, if it works, um, I always say, like, because we are ever-evolving creatures, right? So, of course, when you're with someone after periods of time, you're always going to have eyes, you're always going to run. There's times where you feel like you're on two different spectrums. You're like, who are you? Like, you just feel like, and you just find your way, right? You've always find your way back to each other by, yes, putting in the work and doing what you need to do to kind of get reconnected in whatever way you feel disconnected. <clears throat> and so I definitely think it the work 
Like, I think you should work at it. That's what relationships are. They are work. But there might just be, like I said, when you start and you've decided to invest your time and energy into someone because the there are certain standards that are important to you. And if one of those standards suddenly changes, like there, I can understand there might be some cases for some people where the love could not be unconditional because that was a deal breaker from the day one. And now you've changed to something that yeah. is a deal, a deal breaker. That was a deal breaker from the start. And now maybe basically it'd be like, if, you know, I'm talking, I think it applies more to like big things, religion, kids, marriage. Like if you're in agreement at the beginning, you're like, Oh, this is perfect. He wants to get married and have kids as part of his plan. What about physical and then you're appearance? together down the line. And then you don't, then suddenly that person changes their mind. Well, it's like, should the other person have to give up what they want because they're like, well, our love is unconditional. So I'm not going to do the things I wanted because my, your love is more important to me than the marriage and the kids that I wanted. And I thought you were in agreement with. So, yeah. yeah so I think, but obviously the day to day shit, like, yes, I think you should definitely work through that. Not just give up on your relationship. Cause you're like, just, I'm just so annoyed. You know, um, what about physical appearance? Do you think that that is a valid reason for or disability? Like, let's say something happens and like your abilities change. Yes, that I it's I always have to think of it like if something were to keep Matt from being able bodied, like I think I would stick with him through that. Like, so he has support, you know. Um, now the, honestly, and I know this is probably going to sound like one of the more shallow things on my end in terms of physical appearance, but it's not so much about how they look. It's, I think when someone is like in regular, like pretty good, healthy shape, I'm not saying like ripped with six pack abs and like that sort of thing. Right. But in general, they're being mindful of what they're eating, how they're feeling their body, trying to stay active, all of that sort of stuff. And then if all of a sudden your partner that you've been with for X amount of years just decides to stop taking care of themselves and like isn't eating properly, like that just tells them, like they're obviously dealing with, like it's not because of how they look, it's the lack of care for themselves like they need to go work on that like why all of a sudden do you just not give a shit about taking care of your vessel that yeah would be but concerning. that could very well be the uh symptom of like a deeper issue right like maybe right mental so they need to go work whatever. on that so you wouldn't want to i feel like those are the circumstances where you would probably try to work through that with your partner and get them back to the place they used to be because that's yeah, a, but they have that's to decide that for themselves Let's of course say they that do, happens. but you still have to work through that and express and communicate like, Oh yeah. This I'm not changed. saying you're like, Oh, you're fat now. I'm out of here. But if you spend uh, a happens. year or two years, like encouraging them and like, Hey, what's going on? Like, maybe you should go talk to somebody like, and you are being an encouraging supportive role. And that person is not making the choice for themselves to get better. I don't think you need to stick around that. Like if it's bring, cause ultimately that's just going to bring you down. Like if you are taking care of yourself and you're out being active, but you have a partner that can't go on a hike with you because they've just decided to let themselves go. I don't think you need to stick around for that for years. I understand in the beginning, like what's going on? Like, this is so weird. Why did this change? Or, you know, like, but 
I think if someone just completely gives up on themselves and you are being supportive and they don't take ownership for themselves, at some point you don't have to carry that burden. Yeah. And I think it would be fine. I mean, I don't think you have to carry it anyways. It's not really your burden to carry, but if it comes down to like attraction or whatever, that kind of ebbs and flows in relationships. Like you're not always going to be a hundred percent attracted to the person you're with. There's going to be moments where you don't like what they're doing, or maybe this spell of like depression or whatever it is that's caused them to drastically change their lifestyle. Um, and so then it kind of makes me think about like when we talked about divorce, is that why people get divorced so easily? Because like, when do you throw in the towel? How many years do you wait to stick it out and make it work because you love that person and then not, you know, like, sorry, I'm out. I think you have to trust yourself. Like, I don't think there is a time. I think it's different for everybody and it's what's important for everybody is going to be different. We're all different people. So for some person, they might be perfectly fine sticking it out for 10 years and being slightly miserable and just trying to encourage and support the person. And so then knowing it. what we know, like knowing that, that this is a probability, a high probability and people do change and things change. And if those circumstances aren't met, then you're out, then why do people get married? You know what I mean? I like don't that, know. It because seems... it gives them some sort of validation in the eyes of God? It's a church It's thing. not about God, because if it were about God, they it's wouldn't be It's in the witness, divorced. isn't it? Like in the witness under God or whatever. That's how it started. It was like a sanction under God. Yeah, exactly. Which is why if it were about God and rooted in God, they wouldn't be getting divorced. Exactly. But I'm just saying that's, I, that so, is why I... Uh, well, I don't know. I think a lot of people, everyone gets married for different reasons. I, I it's like, it's not a blanket thing. Oh, um, I know. And I don't expect you to know the answer. I'm just discussing like, yeah. it kind of makes me question why, what is the real intent? Because people, and I, that's why I think a lot of people do it for the attention aspect, because I think most people know there's a 50, 50 chance this isn't going to work. But they're still walking down the aisle, saying these vows, committing their lives to these people. Like, just in the interest of this topic, it is fascinating to me that people do that because I am one of those people that I would rather not get married ever than say, I fucked up. I couldn't stick it out with this person. No offense to anybody that has been. I'm just saying that's me because I I view marriage as such a serious commitment and that's why I'm so afraid to probably do it or even get down that road because I don't want to have that failure because it is such a big deal those are like you're not just saying it in front of your friends and family to your point it's like as god is my witness in front of god it's rooted in tradition based on like religious tradition so yeah, well, I'm not it is interesting so... to me in such a secular world that we live in it's still a thing you know, people yeah. still do it with no, no, like, qualms about it. They're like, yeah. let's go have this big wedding and spend tons of money and invite all our friends and family 
And if we get a divorce, then so be it. We've just like normalized it. And it is interesting. I don't think anyone but... like walks into marriage thinking they're going to get divorced. <laughs> no, but I think anybody with a brain knows there's a 50-50 chance you probably will. Like, let's be real. In this culture, there is, it's very rare nowadays for people to last forever. I mean, it does happen, but I don't know. Yeah. It's a big gamble. Yeah. So, so I guess that's the answer. Love is conditional. And therefore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, know. don't get okay. salty. <laughs> what do I have? What do I have? Be a fun one. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so. Uh, this is interesting because I'm not even prepared for it, <laughs> but I put in favorite childhood memory. Oh, and that's easy for me, I think. It's easy for you? Mm -hmm. See, it's like interesting because there's like, it, it kind of for me depends, like, I don't have like anything particularly narrowed down, like, oh, this is for sure my favorite childhood memory. But there are like certain just things like at different phases of childhood that are very meaningful to me. So like my very first one would just be like in general, when, when we were really little, like all the little random games dad came up with, like roly poly, which I don't think he came up with them. Like they obviously have been around probably, but you, he like hold you and roll across the entire living room floor or like guess the change game. He'd come home every day. And cause he always, he still always has cash, but he'd pull out whatever change he had in his pocket and he'd shake it in his hand. And then he'd be like, Got it. But when you're like, six you're like quarter 25 dime 10 and you're like trying to count so fast and you're like hoping and then whoever like between josh or i you were a little older but like josh and i would do it and whoever was the closest on like three tries or whatever would like get the money so he always like did the like little things like that and to me those are like really stick out like i'm like wow that was so cool <laughs> and they're so silly you know but i was like that is probably one of my favorite once but you were you had one what's your you were like I got it I know <laughs> I have one I I guess to what you were saying I kind of have like it was one thing that used to happen all the time so for yeah. me I was always roller skating or riding my bike oh yeah like you know until dark because back in my day <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have cell phones <laughs> so yeah. it's like be home by dark and or when the streetlights come on like legitimately that's real it's not just in the movies yeah exactly and so like I would go out and I'd ride my bike with my friend Nicole and we'd go to the library like literally the library was our hangout because it was right around the corner when we lived in this you were a baby yeah Josh wasn't even around by this point. well he was born in, in old he was brought home in that to the house in old tunnel yeah in the second house but when we lived in the black no, he and white house he came home to the black and white house a little tiny baby oh yeah but then we moved i think it was because yeah, i remember him yeah but um so yeah he but i would ride my bike even when we moved i used to just ride my bike or roller skate until dark and 
go to the library a lot. We would meet boys yeah. there or like <laughs> the library. I remember, I remember like, I think I was in fourth grade and we used to steal dad's cigarettes because he would leave them. In fourth in grade? Box. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't inhale. So my friend and I would steal them and we would go to the library and we'd stand in the dumpsters and we would puff on them and we'd be like, you want to go puff? <laughs> so you were cool. like nine, nine years old is a fourth grader. Yeah, oh my I know. God. We didn't inhale. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's going to count for something, right? Like we didn't inhale. We just I wanted to know. see what it was like to smoke, and he always looked so cool doing it. So we yeah. would steal some. And With I actually Converse, remember one time his Converse and George. I think he knew we would steal them because I remember no, him. He would have said them. something. He did to mom. Oh. Like I remember hearing him talk about it, and I think now looking back, he was saying it, thinking I'd hear and like maybe come Get clean. Scared. And you're like, yeah, no, let me lean in harder. He definitely knew. He definitely knew. Um, but yeah, we never, I never admitted to any of that, but it, we did. We used to go puff on cigarettes and that was our, <laughs> our name for it. Let's go puff. Uh, <laughs> She'd be like, oh, and we didn't get it from him. Her dad smoked like a freaking chimney, like no. Oh, yeah. I remember so that guy. His, and we would just take a few and then we'd go meet boys. And we'd give them a cigarette. Like, that was our currency. Wow. <laughs> At nine. Okay. We even sold some of those cigarettes. Do you remember Palm Market? Yeah. Oh, it's still store. there. It's got a full renovation these days, by the way. Really? I'll send you a picture. Oh, my gosh. We used to go there. and We would sell them or we'd take money and we would buy Cheetos and, like, junk food. And then we'd just mm -hmm. go to her house and swim and... Yeah, but we would sell cigarettes to people there. <laughs> You're like, don't go inside and buy a pack. I got you, girl. 25 cents. <laughs> We're like at the corner of the building like, hey, hey, come here. <laughs> Follow me around back. I've got you. Meet me between the dumpsters. Oh, my God. Oh, that is hilarious. Um. Let me, I, and then let me think. I always, obviously, we, a lot of uh, family events. Oh, one thing prior to our grand house at Monterey, swimming next door in Mr. Fairbairn's swimming pool. Remember how nice that old man was? Yeah. And he used to let us use his pool like it was our own. We didn't have to swim. Okay. This is a side note. Do you remember? Yeah, back, he was probably like staring out of his window. No, you... Oh, don't say that. Gross. That is not he true. Was he was a very kind man. man. That he had a swim in his pool. Maybe not, but but mom and dad like they would come too sometimes. Like it wasn't like they were like, come on, little girl, go swimming in my swimming pool. <laughs> like he was just like he didn't have to be home. We could just go. But one time, I, I think know. I was probably like seven, and me and you went swimming over there, and I sure there was probably someone I don't know if Josh was with us I just remember it being you because you were the oldest you were the oldest one there like watching us and remember when I just I was totally fine and then I went swimming and all of a sudden like all these tonsil stones just started coming out of my 
throat. Yeah. And you were, and I, you were like, are you swallowing the water? happening and i kept putting this is so gross i'm so sorry to the listeners but i kept putting them on the pool edge because i was like oh, oh these things keep mad. coming out and there was like 20 there's like 20 of them <laughs> yes, I... and i was like why well, like, is this happening you would like sniff them God, they did fucking smell rank, though. Oh my god, that was so funny. I don't know why that happened to me that day. That was never like it had never happened to me, but for some reason, when I went swimming that day, they just kept. Um, but that was fun. And then I think similarly, just like, just the whole neighborhood vibe, like growing, like on the Grand Street house of just similar, like just all of us riding bikes, like James and Josh and I would like hop on our bikes and we'd go get, we knew like first, uh, McDonald's had four piece chicken nuggets for a buck. And we thought, and then we discovered Wendy's did five nuggets every day for a buck. So we'd ride our bike all the way down to Wendy's Catella and like ride back and we'd get ice creams from McDonald's. Like just, we were sim- similarly just like out on our bikes and we'd see who could ride with their arms off the handles the longest way down Trenton. <laughs> who could, I could like turn, I could be on Trenton with my arms out and then like fully turn onto onto Grand and I thought it was so cool. <laughs> but yeah, just like all of those. Um, yeah, that, those are fun. Yeah, just like being like so carefree, just riding. Oh my gosh, riding best. around. That makes me think about like when we lived on at the Grand House and like the pool. I remember just like laying out at the pool, or like I'd invite people over, and it was like, oh, you've got a pool, I'm like yeah, yeah. And a hot tub. People would be like, you're rich. <laughs> I'm like, no. You're like, it's the maybe. 90s, babe. What do you think? Manual labor. Yeah. But yeah, those are the few that kind of like stuck out to me when I was thinking about it. I was like, because I don't like have like a one exactly. But yeah, just like those kind of a general lifestyle. But definitely the swimming with the tonsil stones sticks i don't know if that's a favorite of mine but it's pretty funny oh <laughs> uh, uh, that was a funny one all right uh, i actually have one more that i will oh, never okay. forget just to kind of re- give you a brief reminder but i think i was in i think i was in 10th gr- well i had been driving so i was probably like 10th or 11th grade because yeah. i had my Camaro and I used to pick you and Josh up from school. Oh god. And I remember when you I forgot got us at school. <laughs> yes. You I left us so at school for nap. Yeah. For like three And my mom's calling and she's like, Where are you? <laughs> On my you know, back then we had our own phone line. So I had my own phone line and yeah. I had like one of those phones that lights up, you know? Yeah. And she called, like, Where are you? I'm like, I'm taking a nap. She's like, you forgot your brother. 
insistent. I'm like, oh shit. And I drive down there and I think you guys were still standing out. Or one of you was at Bagel they took Me. Us, I think they took us into the office because it was the little private school we went to. <laughs> And we were standing outside for like 30 minutes and they're like, you have to come in now. And we're just like sitting in the office. And then you roll up in your Camaro or could have, it might've even been your Jetta. Cause we were in fourth grade and like first grade. I know that for sure. I was like either a fourth or fifth grader and Josh was either kindergarten or first. And you roll up in either your Jetta or Camaro and you are blaring rap music. Picking us up from a Christian private school an hour late. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Josh says it was definitely the Jetta. <laughs> and um, I forgot him another time. <laughs> yeah. The numerous times. So I mean, let's actually get him. In, let's 16, see. I feel like I was fairly responsible in picking you guys up every day. Anyways, let's get Josh on the line. Um, yeah. Producer okay. Josh. Producer Josh. Producer Josh is on the line. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, Josh. <clears throat> so um, do you have any, I figure you probably do have something to add to the episode considering it was favorite childhood memory. I do. Um... But anything on the first one? Anything you want to add? To unconditional love, other than love is stupid. Okay, perfect. Moving on. I didn't say love was stupid. Hold on. What'd you say? Because people are dumb. That's also not what I said. Love makes you dumb. Oh, love makes you dumb. See, I knew. Because she was like, Adrian asked the question, "Why do people still get married?" And as someone of the three of us who actually did get married, yeah, love makes you stupid. I know that wasn't meant to be personal towards you, by the way. No, I wasn't like (laughs) personally offended. But it yeah. does. It's like, it's this thing that makes you think, oh, this is forever. This is going to be Ooh. life. Like, and then real life sets in and relationships are hard. And with marriage, the stakes are much higher. But um, I don't think anyone goes into marriage going, oh, well, if it ends, it ends. Like, That's I don't know a I single said. couple who's been through a divorce. I know. And No, I don't think that people you do. You don't even think about being 50-50. Like, you're so... You're like, Happy we are the exception to it. the rule. You don't even think about that. That's not even a part of it. It doesn't go through your yeah, brain. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Anyways, just kidding. but I don't really okay, have much Okay, okay, childhood that. memory. God, what do we got? you're so demanding. I know. This is a triggering topic for you, it seems. <laughs> um, but uh, the uh, childhood memory, it's funny. I was listening to both of you speak, and aside from the traumatizing event of being left at school multiple times. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't at all remember that me, you and James ever went to like McDonald's or anything like that. Doesn't even it was pop. around the corner from our house. I know. Yeah. I, I remember, but like that isn't in my memories, right? But the stuff that oh. is, is like, so I was like, Oh, that's cool. We would go get chicken nuggets together. That's fun. Well, that might've um, been more James and I, and we'd include you every once in a while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that makes sense. That you also tagged tracks. along begrudgingly. She yeah, was like, I um, guess. No, no we no, hung out the, uh, together a lot outside. We had all no, the No, so what pops for me at the, specifically, it's all mostly Grand House stuff is, um, I do remember the roly-poly game. That, that was fun. Like the little mm-hmm. games dad would do. But there's a few memories that pop out when I think about childhood memories. One is playing catch with dad, like yeah. every day in the front yard 
and he broke Sammy across the street's window, throwing a pop fly to me. And I was like, oh shit, get inside. <laughs> and I was like, you can't not tell him because I'm right going to tell him. But I, <laughs> no, he was like, I don't want him to think it was you. I want him to know that it was me. So he's oh. like, you go inside and I'll let him know that I did it. Oh, and I'll, I'll that's pay for nice. it or whatever. But <laughs> the first thing he said was, get inside, get inside. <laughs> and then uh, the videos, all the stupid ass videos we would make. Like, Remember when oh, we yeah. made we recorded Abe Lincoln's assassination? Yeah, that is by the, the pool. number one. That is the number one thing that pops for that. It was the Adobe pool, the like the above yeah, ground the above one. Ground one. And I was sitting on the deck, and I was playing Abraham Lincoln, and Alyssa <laughs> comes up behind me, she pretends to him. shoot me in the back of the head, and she's like, "Bang!" And I just fall into the pool. Into the pool. <laughs> and Josh so is like dumb. sitting next to the pool, and he's like. Oh, honey, would you like? Would you like to ah. come sit down at the theater? <laughs> oh, that's so it's great! Just, like pretend wife on his yeah. And then they like sit down, and he has like his feet lit, like feet in the pool, like sitting on the edge. And then I like creep up behind and shoot I him. I think and if like, we get, if we have this video access to it, we should post Dad it. Has it uploaded? Yeah, somewhere. Dad has oh, it. Oh yeah, sure. we're gonna be posting yeah. that, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> it is it's hilarious. So and then yeah, just, us, she, won't you? she yells bang and I just fall and in the pool. Like, this falls right And in. then the so other funny. one, this is kind of like your tonsil stone thing. I don't know that it's a good one, but it's very vivid. And it led to me needing surgery like as an adult. Do your you hernia? remember huh? Oh yeah. No, your hernia? No, no. That, I had uh. surgery as a little kid for that. No, um oh, as an adult. I had surgery as an adult. Do you remember that bird spike that we had yeah and we would like let it just kind of roam around out of the cage and mom yeah. would always have its wings clipped but its wings weren't clipped and you and i were at home and mom had that like china hutch in the kitchen there yeah and oh, spike yeah. flew off of his cage towards my head and i ducked to dodge it and i slammed my face into the hutch <laughs> and started bleeding <sighs> everywhere and i'm like I crying remember that you're just fucking standing there laughing i'm bleeding <laughs> out of my face and you were laughing so hard i still laugh and when I'm, i get uncomfortable okay yeah and i'm crying <laughs> i'm crying my eyes out and i'm fucking bleeding and my nose is all jacked up and Alyssa's just standing there pointing and laughing at me oh I'm sorry. And dad, dad comes in and he's like what the hell happened? And Alyssa couldn't even like breathe. She was like, the bird, Josh, head, <laughs> just like fucking dying. Uh, and then uh, mom took me to Dr. Pecchia and mm -hmm. made sure my nose wasn't broken. And um, it wasn't, but my cartilage was crooked for the, like into adulthood. <laughs> and finally I had uh, surgery to fix the, my deviated yep. septum. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was probably from why that, you huh? had that. Yeah. What? That was a pretty gnarly hit. <laughs> it, oh, dude, it was fucking. I was. I thought I broke my nose, but I had hit it on the cartilage, not the bone. Mm. So just the cartilage like tweaked forever. Yeah. But it, I bled a ton. I was blood oh everywhere. God. Yeah. But Dang. so that's it for uh, childhood memories. But yeah, to, right. since I chimed in for the listener, it was definitely the Jetta when it was Alyssa and I because. Adrian didn't have the Camaro until I was in third grade. And I was going to a school called Covenant Christian. 
and I distinctly remember hearing Eminem for the first time when she forgot to pick me up and then rolled in to pick me up later. And that was the first time I ever heard Eminem. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's really funny because Eminem is Jackson's favorite artist and he's in third grade. <laughs> so clearly, I feel like that's that's the appropriate yeah. age. That's yeah, the yeah. appropriate yeah. age for Eminem and yeah. children. <laughs> He he listens to a lot of the edited versions, but they like, exi- those he, exist. If he hears a song come on that is really a lot of cuss words and stuff, he's like, "Mom, I can't listen to this song. We change it." All so right. he like edits himself. Nice, good job, Jackson. <laughs> yeah, and I want to say happy birthday, birthday tomorrow. to him. Woo! Yeah, it's his birthday. Yes, he tomorrow, does. So he'll be nine officially. Nice, which is crazy. But yeah, anyways, pretty wild. Wait till yeah. you're on your way to 15. And to Even weirder. Um, no, okay, well, Josh, you want to hit us with a dad joke? Yeah, this one's a doozy. Um, oh, okay, <laughs> we need a good something. doozy. What do you What do you call syrup with a speech impediment? Th- syrup, syrup. <laughs> Mrs. Stuttersworth. Oh God. Oh. I went totally Mike Tyson on that. I know. I didn't know syrup. It's a syrup. (laughs) Syrup. That's Ivy. Oh, that was a good one. All right. Well, until next time. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Chat in the Hat is hosted by Alyssa Stiles and Adriana Marquez. It is produced by me, Joshua Stiles. You can find us on Instagram at Chat in the Hat Pod and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.